But I'd like for you to stand with me and turn in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, and uh, I'm going to begin at verse 11. I thank God for the response of this church today in the altar service. I realize that that was heavy preaching on a Sunday morning when we have lots of guests. But I'm going to tell you something. The devil's doing everything he can to destroy every soul that he can to hell. And I don't think that we have time to waste. And we got to reach for every soul that we can reach for before it's too late. Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, and that knowing the time, that now it's high time to awake out of sleep. For now, everybody say now. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You can be seated. I just want to ask you a question. What time is it? What time is it? I believe it's God's will that We know the answer to that question. Time is a precious thing. I was listening to the radio this week and heard somebody talking about mortality. You know what? When I was 20 and 30 and 40, I didn't think much about mortality. But now that I'm well north of 60, and all you creaking folks say amen, I realize that I have less time in front of me than I do behind me. And while that's a little bit disconcerting, I want to tell you something more than that tonight. Is that I in no way want to take a chance on missing what time it is. Because I'm convinced Jesus is coming. And it won't be very long. We're going to pass this way only once. We're not going back to live life over again. We got to make the most of what God is doing right now. 
Now I'm going to approach this tonight for, just, I promise, just, just a short time. But I want this church to realize how much our responsibility has been elevated and amplified right now. The writer in Romans said, it's time. High time to wake out of sleep. Listen, time is not on the market. Brother Snow, it'd be great to be able to go to Payless and go to the gift card section and take a card down and say, I'm buying 10 more years. But that's not available. Come on, somebody. It don't matter how many vitamins you take. Now, yeah, it does matter. But it's not going to slow down the process. When God says it's time, it's time and there's nothing you can do about it. But there is something that you can do about it right now. You can't order it around. You can't speed it up. And you can't slow it down. And neither can you stop it. It's not in the hands of men. It's in the hands of God. He has control of it. And no man, regardless of his fame or his fortune or his position in life, can have control over time. My heart has been smitten this week, and I suppose that may have a little bit with why I've moved in this direction. But I've come to understand that death is no respecter of persons. I lost a sweet, dear friend of mine this week. Many of you know her. And maybe you don't know this. And the arrangements have not been finalized. But in three weeks' time, she went from a diagnosis to taking her last breath. Dr. Karen Siege was a wonderful lady. I loved her. She was my friend and I was her confidant. But I'm made to understand now more than ever, it doesn't matter what position in life you hold. Time is going to have its way. Time takes its toll on all human beings. The writer of Ecclesiastes said, there's a time to be born and a time to die. You can't buy it off. You can't escape from it. When it's your time to go, talking about time, James says, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It's even a vapor. That for a little time and then vanisheth away. 
Think of it this way. Most of you don't know what a teapot is, but maybe you see the steam in your Keurig. It's not a bad thing. But you can watch that teapot or boil in a pan of water and you can watch that steam. And as quickly as it rises, it evaporates and goes away. That's the way your life is tonight. Why are you telling us this, Bishop? Because I want you to know you do not have time to gamble, to play games with your life and your soul. You do not have time. Listen, I am disturbed right now as I look at some parents that are living out their lives through their children and they're taking their children out of the house of God and out of the presence of the Lord to let them live out their life in other means. I heard somebody say the other day, talking about some activities that their kids were in, I heard of them saying, that's more important than church right now. I'm trying to tell you there's nothing in your life that's more important than being in the house of God and being sure that your heart is right before God. I'm going to share a little story with you, then I'm getting out. The most important, the most important thing in life is not to be famous or to have money. The most important thing is to have a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. To be baptized in His name. And to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing in life more important than that. If you have not repented of your sins and you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for those sins and you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in other tongues, there's nothing more important in your life that you could do than to take those steps of salvation to get ready to go to heaven. Come on, I don't care what religion says. You can't get to heaven without the name of Jesus and you can't get to heaven without the Holy Ghost. We need to make the most of what God gives us. We've got to do our best with the time that He's allotted us. He gave His best at Calvary. I'm glad He's still not hanging on a cross. He gave His best in a borrowed tomb, Brother Shaw. He told him, prophesied to him, he said, you destroy this temple. And in three days, three days, I'll build it again. It blew their mind. It had taken them years to build a temple. It wasn't what he was talking about. 
They put him in that borrowed tomb. And in three days, the stone was rolled away. And when Mary and Martha went running to the tomb and looked in the tomb, guess what? I've stood by that tomb. He's not there. He's not on a cross. He's not in a tomb. He's made himself available to you and me. If we'll give him time, he'll put and invest himself in us. And we can live forever. Let me close with this. I got a whole lot more, but I'm, I don't want to weary you. I heard the story about a man who was a music teacher in high school. And late one night, he was in his music room all by himself, reading a book and doing some research work. When all of a sudden, a bright, angelic-looking being walked into the room. The man was shocked and horrified. That bright, angelic being walked over to the piano in the corner of the room, sat down, and began to play beautiful music. Tremendously beautiful music. The teacher was so shook He hardly knew what to do. And he started asking questions. Who are you? What is this? What is your name? There was no answer. But the visitor continued to play beautiful music. Inspiring music. The music teacher began to notice that This was the most beautiful music that he had ever heard. And in a way, it seemed to be a familiar melody. But he couldn't recognize it. He continued to ask questions. Who are you? What's your name? Still, there was no answer. The angelic being just continued to play. Finally, the teacher asked another question. That music you're playing, what is it? I've got to know, what is that? It's the most beautiful music I've ever heard. Then this angelic looking being looked up at him and said, All right. I'll tell you what song this is. This is the song that you could have composed. The teacher said, but I don't understand. Who are you? Finally, the answer came. I am the man that you could have been. In a split second of time, there began to be a race through that man's mind. Thoughts about the past. He thought about the songs that he could have composed and the blessing that he could have been. 
But here he was, an old man with a wrinkled face, trembling hand, who didn't have the coordination he'd had in younger years. He went home and said to his wife, I'm not the man I could have been, but it's too late. I can't go back. I can't do it over again. That life is behind me. It can never be lived over. It will never come my way again. It can never be replaced. I want to tell you tonight. I don't want to meet the man that I could have been. At the end of my days, when I have no more strength left in my body, when I can't stand behind a pulpit and preach to the greatest church in the world, I don't want to live with regrets of what I could have been. I'm trying to get to somebody here tonight before we walk out of this building. What time is it? It's time for you to arise and let God use you in the manner that He wants to use you. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your life on trivial things that in the end won't. I don't know how many days you have left. I don't know how many years you have left. There were a lot of people in the Bible that thought they knew what time it was. Why? The very Jews themselves, the people of Israel, didn't know what time it was. That's why Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem and said, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least this thy day, in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. But now they are hid from thine eyes, for the days shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee. And compass thee round and keep thee in on every side. And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children with thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another. Because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. They didn't know what time it was. The Lord has allowed your bishop to come in here tonight on a Sunday night and tell you it's time. It's time. It's time for you to lay down everything that's trivial. Time for you to lay down everything that's selfish. Everything that's unimportant. Everything that's unspiritual. Oh, somebody look at me right here. It's time for you to lay down everything that's fleshly and enter into the presence of the Lord and ask God, what 
can I do to fulfill your will in my life? Stand with me. People didn't know what time it was in Jesus' day. When he was carrying his cross up to Calvary, he fell beneath the load with stripes on his back. The women wept for him. These were women who had seen his miracles. Poor Jesus, they said. He's dying. And they wept for him. But listen to what Jesus says. Please hear me. Don't get distracted right here. Listen to what Jesus said. Don't weep for me. Weep for the children. You remember what I just read to you about what he said? About them missing the time of their visitation. It wouldn't be long until the enemy would come in and pillage them and take them captive and kill their babies. I'm going to throw a little something out here and it might be a little weird, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. How many of you remember a few weeks ago now hearing about some fires in Hawaii? How many of you remember that? You heard anything about that lately? Do you understand that in that situation... There are literally hundreds of children that are missing. Nobody knows where they are. They're coming for your children. I said they're coming for your children. Mom and dad, they want to take your rights away. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm telling you, it is high time that we awake. I told someone in a conversation this morning, there are some things that the only way to move them and the only way to change them is by spiritual means. The prophet said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. It's time that we, the church, let the spirit rise in us and be our guide. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that we not miss the time of our visitation. God, help us to weep for our children. Help us to weep for our neighbors, our friends, our lost loved ones, our world. God, don't let us fall asleep right now. It's high time that we, your people, be awake like never before. Awake in the power of the Holy Ghost that lives in us.
Let it be what drives us when our feet hit the floor every day to do your will that you might have your way in us. Help us, God, to know what time it is. Help us, God, to understand the urgency of the hour. Paul was right when he said it's high time to awake out of sleep. What time is it? I have some more things that I could say to you tonight, but I want to tell you what it is. It's time for the watchman to climb up on the wall and sound the alarm. The enemy is at work. He wants to destroy your children. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy the church. And the church is the only thing that can hold him off. You and me. What time is it? Here it is. It's time to seek the Lord till He come and reign righteousness on you. I wonder right now if you would dare to lift your hands to the Lord and ask God right now, would you please reign righteousness on me? Come on, right now. Lord, it's time. Reign righteousness on me. I want to be your servant. I want to do your will. I don't want to miss the time of your visitation. It's high time. It's high time. It's high time. Come on, church. Come on, just for a few more minutes. Lord, would you move mightily through this body? Would you move mightily through this body? Would you let your hand reach down and touch our hearts and our minds, God? Don't let us miss the timing, God, of your kingdom and what you're desiring to do in this last day it's high time it's high time tell somebody close to you we got to work together it's time it's time it's time is there anybody in this house that wants to see God move in revival like we've never seen Him move before? It's time. It's time. And we are the ones upon whom the end of the world has come. It's time. It's time. Let's witness like we've never witnessed. Let's love like we've never loved. Let's care like we've never cared. Let's pray like we've never prayed. Let's worship like we've never worshiped because it's time. Clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise.